0: Hello, my friends. Forgive me for being so behind this week. I won't lie. I just didn't know what to talk about. I was able to find my way to stories again lately for a little while there, wasn't I? I had a few that I felt were real story stories. Stories, you know, like, stories. And with that comes a sense of pride, a sense of accomplishment. Ah, I am a storyteller again. I can distract and dazzle and lull and frighten again. But then, a bit of terror As I feel I need to pause from the stories and return to my self? Myself? No. That's not quite right. Return to quiet. To peace. To exploration. Maybe, 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 I am late with this story because I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to speak. I don't think I have wisdom. I mean, I might, but it's nothing that I'm able to concisely put in a neat little package this week and give to you. But maybe that is well. Maybe that's not what you want. Maybe I deceive myself that that is my worth. Perhaps it is more being here together. That is precious. Not the product of such a thing. Just the act of listening together. Oh, I'm so sorry. Are you cold? We're not in the castle. I wanted a bit of fresh air, so I started walking. There are lovely paths, lovely gardens, lovely trails around the castle. I thought I might take some. No one ever told you we were trapped in there, did they? They better not have. Even if it was me. Let no one ever tell you You're trapped. Maybe that's what it was. I felt a little trapped. So I went for a little walk. That was... mm, a few days ago. I haven't stopped since. I can't see the castle anymore. It's dark out. I hear wolves howling. I'm not afraid. I used to be afraid of the dark and of wolves and of ghosts and of men with evil intent. Not so anymore. Maybe because... I'm gone. If I have no body... If I'm wandering around formless, and free, then who can catch me? (laughs) Who can hurt me? Who can destroy me? I don't mean that I'm invincible. There is some part of me that is not, of course. Some parts of me are very easily destroyable. But there is also a much stronger and wiser part of me, ...that absolutely is invincible. Do you feel that... ...within you, too? Perhaps those are the parts of us that are meeting tonight... ...and strolling along this dark and winding path... ...made by years of use from other creatures... ...souls... ...monsters... Who knows? They call them desire paths, I think, because they are not planned or designed, but rather born of repeated impulse. As though many creatures, souls, monsters, who knows, thought to themselves, Oh, wouldn't this be a pretty way to go? Along this way. I will be unique and creative, and I shall take this new path, this non path of my own design. (laughs) But after a while, enough souls do that, and there is a path created. Evidence of agreement. This path is better. We like this path. Let's go this way. How interesting. Well, off we go. Where? I do not know. Forgive me if I'm not terribly talkative this week. I don't really have much to say. Maybe I think it's a bit of a gift anyhow. The gift of not saying much silence rest calm a journey you and i us let's walk until we forget about our feet The moon is almost full. Almost. Usually, I carefully consider the words I will speak to her when she is full or new. Words are escaping me. Or maybe I'm trying to escape them. Yes, that is more apt. I am trying to let go of words. Maybe even just for a little. They are useful and lovely, but sometimes inadequate. Maybe just like this. Just like you and I here, this evening. And you, and you and you and however many of us there are it's more about being with her being with the moon than it is about asking something of her asking something of ourselves trying to control destiny or fate trying to achieve or accomplish how much have we already accomplished? in order to be sharing these moments. Maybe that is enough. Always asking, asking questions, asking for results, asking for rewards. Asking for answers to questions. Asking for questions to answer. So much asking when there is so much to simply listen to. Did you say something? Oh, I'm sorry. Must have been the wind. The desire path has ended. Now there is just stone and dirt and grass and little remnants of snow here and there. That means no one, or at least very few souls, have traveled beyond this point. Which way should we go then? Up the hill? to the cliffs and the thick trees, more and more snow and crisp, cooler air, but a lovely, perhaps the loveliest, view of the moon from the mountain. Down the hill to the pond and the river and the croaking of creatures that cannot be frogs, but the view of a still and placid body of water that could take your breath away. Around the bend and that away towards a tiny little village, a few buildings with candles and fire in their windows, the distant hum of music, the beauty of man-made things, but also the risk of man-made intentions. Or do we stay here at the end of the path and sit down And listen some more. I think we ought to do that. Perhaps an answer will come. I remember being full of demons of selfishness. Of fear. And need and want and sadness and cruelty too. Even I who despised it so. I remember being full of earth and grass and plants and trees and wanting nothing to do with anything other than that. Yet even in all that, I lamented how few ghosts came to see me, despite the fact that I could not stand them. Now. And now. I feel. Empty. Not in a bad way. Not in the way we fear emptiness might be. I feel no shame or guilt or desire or longing. Not right now, anyway. I'm sure they'll come back. Right now, I feel only you. Tell me something. Tell me anything you like. I don't know if I'll hear it with any kind of real, earthly ears. But the telling of it is important, I think. How fascinating. Thank you. Tell me something else now. Which way would you like to go? Up the cold mountain? To the placid pond? Or to the little village? Which way should we go? Very interesting. I bet you're expecting me to say, If you chose this path, then fast forward to this timestamp. Like a choose-your-own-adventure podcast. No, this isn't one of those. This is a sleep podcast. A ghost story podcast. I want for us to be transported without needing to move a muscle behind closed eyes or if you cannot close your eyes in the stillness of your heart perhaps even as you see everything else around you pick a place of your choosing the one that will bring you the most of whatever you want if you chose the mountain It is probably that you desire freedom, if I were to guess. Perhaps you feel a little claustrophobic, a little locked in, a little trapped, as I said before. If you go up the long, winding, treacherous trail, you will be rewarded with a view unlike any. You will be rewarded with deep breath, full of sweet air that you can pull into yourself with such force as to drive out any other demons waging any kind of war within you and the trick is not to fight them the trick is simply to see them you might be able to hear them more clearly up there And when you are ready, you will descend that mountain the way you came. Though it will be a much more comfortable journey. Unless you choose to live up there forever, but I don't really think that's possible. (laughs) Nor do I think that's a solution, really. But up there, as you watch the demons within yourself, you ought to be aware that there will be some Outside of you as well, watching you just as intently, just as passively. You won't see them, but from this great height, you might hear them scream in your ears. Oh, wait, it is just the wind. Maybe. If you chose the pond, then it is probably that you desire beauty. You desire the longing that comes with it, the surreal pleasure of a beautiful place, and the pain that comes with knowing you cannot absorb all of it into you and keep it in your pocket forever. The aching of knowing that you cannot even fully appreciate it as you are inside it. The suffering that comes with a beautiful, moonlit place. The suffering of, ah, this is not mine. I do not belong here. No one even sees me witnessing this. Beauty makes us feel excluded sometimes, doesn't it? And the pain we feel at that is the most exquisite thing. I think it makes us weep that there is so much beauty in the world that we cannot even appreciate a little of it and when you shed those tears and allow them to drip 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 into that pond there will be a creature sitting at the bottom of it who will taste them A great beast with bulging eyes and sharp teeth, and a little glowing light at the top of its head. And it can see you, though you cannot see it. You can only see that white light at the bottom of the pond. It hypnotizes you such that you cannot look away. It will not surface because it fears it is far too ugly. This beast, it knows how fearsome its appearance is. It knows how hungry its belly is. So all it does is hypnotize. And for once, you might feel that, for a brief, shining moment, the place around you is so beautiful, and you do appreciate that beauty. And you are, in fact, part of that beauty. And the beast at the bottom of the pond feeds off of that bliss. If you chose the village, then it is probably that you desire company, love, the joy and light from others. You might feel lonesome. That is all right. Though it is natural, it is entirely unnecessary. More on that later, maybe. You will walk down a path that slowly turns from dirt to cobblestone. You will follow the smell of rich coffee and burning wood and baking bread. You will follow the sound of laughter and music. And you will open the door, a little nervous, wondering if whoever is inside will accept you. You were so worried about that, that you didn't ever stop to wonder if you will accept them. And when you open the door, (laughs) I will give you three guesses as to what you see. No, that's one. That's incorrect. Two. Not quite. That's three. Of course, they're only bones. Just bones. Skeletons. Tall. Short. Adults. Children. Skeletons, sitting by fires, sipping drinks that go right through them, dancing, juggling their own finger bones or skulls, putting their feet on their hands or their hands on their feet or their little skeleton feet on backwards, making each other laugh uproariously, which comes out in a fun sort of chattering. And when they see you, they cheer. And you must not be afraid when you look down and see that you are a skeleton, too. But you always knew that, didn't you? Just a skeleton. With some other things. But if you try switching around your bones just like them and joining in their funny dance, Maybe you can try to not take any of it quite so seriously. Bones come and bones go. It's the dancing that is perpetual. So why not try it here and now? I lied, though. There is a fourth place. We had the mountain full of crisp and free air. We had the pond full of deep and mysterious water. We had the village full of candles and fire and bones and the fire that brings those bones to life. Sneak out the back door of the inn in the village. Or come down the mountain or walk around the parameter of the pond. And soon you will happen upon... Da da, da 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 a cemetery. This is where the bones will come and lie down when they are done celebrating. And you know what? Disappear. They will disappear because even bones are not permanent. It may not be soon, it may take a while, but in the big scheme of things, time passes by much more easily than we possibly could ever know. I recently learned that someone once said Man is time I thought about this very hard And I think I understand it Because we invented time Didn't we? Or we at least created it as a concept To understand much more complicated things And we understand ourselves Our evolution, our growth, our learning, our progress, our despair, our joy. In terms of time. We created time. And it turns out that maybe time created us right back. Sometimes... I am an enormous monster at the bottom of a pond. Sometimes I am a tiny speck on a mountain top. Sometimes I am a person in a tavern, one of many. The size of me. Just like time, it turns out, is relative. I wrote a little poem about it. A silly and stupid little poem. I created it in a state of mind I am trying to maintain as I observed the way I change within and without of time. Ready? Sometimes big, Sometimes small. Man is time. No time at all. No time at all. No man at all. Or woman or person or Christian, or narrator. Not even bones. They will pass. In the earth. I see these delightful skeletons crawling back into their beds. They celebrated for a time, and now they say goodnight. And I see them writhe and churn and get eaten up by worms, who also writhe and churn and get eaten up by other things. Even the earth around these things comes and goes, rises and falls. Beautiful. All of it despite or because of its impermanence. Words do not suffice. I have been trying to let go of words. How can I communicate without them? Better, perhaps. Let's try. Walk through this place with me. I'll shut up now. Just me and you. Walking from mountain to tavern to pond to cemetery. Castle to forest to cellar to cottage. Apartment to balcony to work, to bed. Go wherever you like. It doesn't matter right now. What matters is these places, these times, these ways we have been or not been, they pass. What is the part that is eternal? What is the part that is constant? Who is it that notices the passing, the decaying, the transforming, the changing? Sometimes big, sometimes small. Man is time. No time at all. No time at all, no words at all. Just this the journey, the path within. Just this. everyone, and welcome to episode 228 of On a Dark Cold Night. This is your host, writer, podcaster, narrator, composer, etc., Kristen Zaza. Everything I said in this episode was more or less true, I suppose. Mainly, I mean that. I'm sorry this is a day late. I didn't know what I wanted to say, largely because I have been thinking this week about my relationship with words, and wondering to what extent I need them to communicate. I tried communicating a little differently this week. I hope you enjoyed a gentle little journey through the elements. It's what I had, anyway, and I enjoyed it. Thank you very much for joining me on it. I'd like to thank everyone who supports the show on a monthly basis through Patreon, where every supporter of $1 or more a month U.S. gets access to my complete soundtrack of over 200 downloadable tracks. And every supporter of $5 U.S. or more gets that, a monthly tarot reading video every full moon, and a weekly bonus meditation called Quick Moments. You can learn more at patreon.com slash darkcoldnight. The quick moment meditations are also available through a subscription of $3.99 a month on the Sonar Plus Apple Podcasts channel, where you'll not only get those 5-10 to 10 minute meditations every Thursday, but lots of other great ad-free and bonus content from other fantastic Sonar Network shows. To support Canadian content and the Sonar Network, you can subscribe to my show through the On a Dark Cold Night Apple Podcast page or by searching the sonar network on apple podcasts or you can also visit the sonarnetwork.com for more info you can also support the show by donating one time only through coffee.com at ko-fi.com/darkcoldnight uh, which comes with no perks it's just a one time donation you can do or by buying a t-shirt or hoodie on bonfire.com/on-a-dark-cold-night In other news, while the entire soundtrack is only available through Patreon, I did recently release an album on Spotify called Favorite Little Songs from On a Dark Cold Night that has 14 of my favorite tracks from the entire catalog, as well as all three versions of the theme song. So that's a total of 17 tracks. You can look for that by searching Kristen Zaza or On a Dark Cold Night, I think, on Spotify. That would make sense. I'd love if you checked it out, shared it with friends, gave me a pat on the back for being brave enough to do that, etc., etc. You can also leave a review and a rating for the show on Apple, Spotify, Facebook, or wherever else you like to rate and review podcasts. I'd really appreciate that. You can follow me on social media on Twitter at A Dark Cold Night, Instagram at Dark Cold Night Podcast, on Facebook and YouTube under On A Dark Cold Night or on TikTok at Zaza. These are all great ways to reach out if you have a question you would like your narrator to address in an upcoming episode. Well, thank you again for accompanying me on the trail this week. I appreciate the company. I wish you lots of good rest, some wonderful adventuring, some healing fresh air, deep water, Warm fire, and embracing earth. Lots of love to you, my friends. <laughs>